surprise, an extra episode this week. Bet you didn't think it was going to happen. <laughs> really? A back-to-back episode drop? Oh, you did kind of look at 223 like, oh, there was only maybe an hour and a half of content there. That's like half an episode. That's like half an old podcast for TCP. What's going on? Well, we got a double. We got a double here. We've actually, we've actually cheated. Uh, what we've done is... Uh, a normal three-hour episode, we've now just split into two halves, uh, and we've we've called them two separate episodes. So we're doing two normal length, normal for other podcasts, even then, and they probably don't do even hour-long episodes. So, you know, normal for a long podcast, uh, but quite short by our standards. So, you know, we basically do Snyder Cut level podcasts like every week. Uh, we're still doing it this week. We just decided to do Snyder Cut Part 1 and Snyder Cut Part 2. and to keep the cuts going, we're doing NA part three. How many parts are there going to be? Probably just three because we've only got three more NA teams, guys. Also, no, we, listen. we did the smart thing where uh, we brought in Harsha for the Texas teams, of course, and then also having him having some knowledge on Twilight. We brought Avril mm-hmm. back for the shit teams at the bottom of the cellar because he has intricate knowledge What's of funny? casting Valiant last year. <sighs> What's funny is you didn't bring Harsha on for Vancouver, which was his one of his his old teams. So you know that would have been kind of spicy. Uh, so there is that. Sure. Unfortunately, uh, won't get his. T- he said I think he said a couple of things about Vancouver, but he didn't get in too deep. He said just enough to whet the appetite. <laughs> so obviously, if you missed it, I, I'd be surprised if you did miss it. But if you did miss it, last episode two twenty three, Harsha on his special guest covered for me and um, what you guys went over three teams who'd you talk about again toronto and who else both texas toronto, teams. houston and dallas uh-huh 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 yeah you got the double dallas teams in there um probably for the best i i don't think i would have had a lot to add for a team like houston mm. um on dallas i'll just be like yay one of the best teams Woo! uh toronto um is what it is it's a team that's better but probably won't be Climbing the ranks. I mean, I, I gave my thought. I was on the rival podcast. I was on the TCP podcast mm-hmm. while I actually uh, did the Toronto preview there. So if you're desperate to know what I think about Toronto, you can just go check that out where I'm just like, Choron good, rest the roster. Eh, is about where it was. Um, but now, you know, we're, we're getting into the rest of NA. We've got three teams left. What do we have again? We have New York, Vancouver, and Paris. And we're done for NA. Things will be heading over to the APAC side of the side as well where um, shit's going down. So that'll be fun. Before we head into the episode proper, though, one other bit of news did drop this week, speaking of shit going down, and that is that the talent for the 2022 season has been announced. And guess what, Man. guys? For some reason they brought me back. Hell yeah. So yay. Um, so that's good. That's fun. And also in some good decisions this pretty year. big capacity, right? Like you guys are casting presumably a ton of games, right? Mm? Because like the um, sheer the amount of games. Front to back. Oof. Yeah, there'll be there'll be more games than last season. So I definitely have a bigger commitment than last season. Mm. Which is which is gonna be great. Uh, I'm gonna enjoy that a lot. And um no, I actually have to I do have to thank the league. They they were very uh, good about reaching out to me and all that kind of stuff. Because I know there's been a bit of negativity around like, oh, you know, what's going on with the whole cast thing. And there's, there's, I have a bit of a gripe with that as well in terms of where the narrative is being. Because for 
many, many months now. So what's the timeline been like for me? I, I think it's fine if I say this. This is not like, this is kind of a leak, but it's not a big deal. Um, they reached out to me really early. I, I actually was talking to the league even last year about my involvement for this year. Mm. Obviously didn't sign and didn't like put it down on paper and, you know, let it sit in the concrete until sometime this year. So it's not like they talked to me last year and I'm just like, yes, get me on straight away. You know, there was a bit of discussion back and forth and we let it simmer over Christmas. Um, as everyone's kind of figuring stuff out. But um, yeah, I have to thank the league for being very on top of at least where I was standing. It was it, it felt pretty good, even though I know uh, there were issues with potentially other people as well. So I'm not going to downplay that. But man, sitting on that knowledge for months while you go, if you then you go on Reddit, which was, I get it, that's my mistake. I fucked up. I went on Reddit. <laughs> and people were like, oh, is Uber the is Uber's the only car? So he's just gonna cast everything this year. And I'm just in there like, all right, just people just forgot that anyone else exists. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Just you know, everyone just like casually forgot that anyone else outside of Uber existed. Nice. Good one, guys. To be fair, they, I think it. they say that based on the assumption that Uber is like on a two-year contract, they hadn't heard about your contract status, considering like some of the seemingly like unavoidable yes, talents already departed. Like they, there was some yeah, we were uh, scared for you guys. Here's a tidbit for the audience listening. Um, and unfortunately, the, the people making wacky statements like that on Reddit are probably not the ones listening, as, as is usually the case. But you know, I'll just say anyway. If you if you really think about it, just just hover on top of this one for a little bit. If you really think about it, if I didn't get an offer and I was concerned, I probably would have said something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I stayed quiet the entire time, what does that say? It does. Maybe it says I've been signed. Maybe it says I'm in negotiations. Maybe it just says. Maybe I just don't give a fuck. Maybe I. Maybe I'm not coming back, and I give zero fucks. It's. It's one of those. It's definitely one of those options, right? Um. So I just found it weird. I just found it weird. It's just people. It's just people's positions. Like, oh, well, if the so and so and so is not coming back, then I guess no one's coming back and Uber's going to cast every single game. I'm like, what a weird opinion to have. Like, what a weird take. I don't get that one. It's just like, think about who hasn't said anything and consider why they haven't said anything. And you can figure it out pretty quick. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking too logically here and that's just like, it's too advanced for the average user. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's sort of like nobody thinks much deeper than we were already heard by the departure of one duo. What if the rest also go, right? Mm -hmm. And I think there's also something to be said about the general like notion. I hope we can turn around a little bit. Like I think that type of interpretation happens if you have one connotation on your esports, which is mostly negative, right? If if the connotations are broad, yeah, people like to people like to go to the negative place yeah. as as quickly as they can. Yeah, potentially, but that's um, less true if you have an esports that's hyping, right? Then everyone's like, ah, maybe like yeah. we go big slick, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, no, <sighs> I'm uh, I'm positively surprised actually. Like, um, like this was like all talent. Apparently, you guys coordinated that rollout well. You got that little uh video made and whatnot. Like, yep, it seemed Shout pretty sorry for that sheet. That was her initiative, and she she did most of the legwork on that. Oh, it's so, a, she killed it then. Couldn't get awesome. um couldn't get it approved for the official channel, but um felt like it would be cool to do something like that as well. Yeah. Video wise, yeah. I mean, there's just people gotta you know, people people are always down 
on Blizzard and Overwatch League when there, there's a lot to be A, proud of and a lot and B, to yeah. look forward to and be pleased about mm-hmm. because we're in a very unique position where we have, you know, people who literally work as talent also working within the league office, which is really awesome. We have John Speck still in, still at, well, he's in the commercial side now, which is really great for us. And we have um, other people that are within the league office that are really good at their jobs and who I trust a lot. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm feeling great about it. I, I got a, I got a shit ton of hopium. Yes. So, yeah, and I, th- I think the, um, I hope the game will be good too. I hope the game will be a pleasure to watch. Um, mm. Only time will will tell on that one. So, it, well, apparently, one of my listed heroes that I'm playing is Sojins. I don't know what that means. I, who knows? Maybe Man. I'm just maybe I'm just talking shit, or maybe anyway. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, cool. So, you know, back in the league. Very happy about it. Uh, wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And I can't wait to bring the action to the table mm. for this year. Okay, that's the intro. Let's move on. 224. Brought to you by Battle Crab, Refine Bean, Bronze Bot Buhau, Chare, Commissioner Picasso, Chris R34444, Cash67, Lolshin, Porkchop, Sammy, Rick, Sam, Volumel, Smooth Nuts, and your misery. Let's talk about some teams I'm not going to be casting. Vancouver, New York, mm-hmm. and Paris. And actually, all the, all the NA teams, I'm just not going to be casting. So, you know, I'll be watching them from, from a distance and with some, uh, you know, great deal of um, anticipation, especially when you got great rookies coming on in, especially from sure. the Contenders Korea region. Let's uh, zoom in into Vancouver, the other Canadian team. One of Harsh's old teams. The battle of the North rival against Toronto. Already heard some of your thoughts on Toronto. You guys didn't feel great about it. We have the other side of the coin now where, you know, a Vancouver squad, which I think overall, I mean, I'll go through the roster, but also I think overall, it's looking like everybody has upgraded. And that especially does include Vancouver, who did exceptionally poorly last year. I think the, the narrative is maybe different for Vancouver because they were so poor last year that like you look at them now, it's like, whoa, it was super exciting. And Toronto was poor-ish last year, but they still were a lot more respectable than Vancouver for, for yeah. one. Um, so maybe the, the expectation is different there because they weren't like absolute bottom of the bottom. Whereas people maybe, maybe you won't be as happy with seeing Toronto just doing a slow shift, mm. either above or below, whereas Vancouver is doing quite a bit of big shift. I mean, we'll have to see because even the teams around them have shifted as well. But I'll read out the roster. Aspire Shockwave Psycho on DPS. False Solo Tank. Aztec Master Skaripper on the support. With one caveat is that Vancouver did announce they have the capability and I think the desire to sign one more player. I think they said that they weren't finished signing or that they could sign more if they wanted to, which maybe they can and will do and should do because they only have one tank, but... Yeah, um, true. I don't know if we want to zoom in yet, but does anyone have any initial things to say about this team? I think initially, um, I look at this team and I feel like you know I'm pulling up to the drag strip. You know, I'm I'm racing for pink slips, ten second cars, baby. And there's like a Ford F one fifty that pulls up, like some weird looking truck, kind of like saddles Google, up next I to me. Google what that is. It's a it, it's a truck. F- 150 right you're going to a drag strip and a truck pulls up next to you and it's just like i'm in my my six sports car and there's this truck i'm like what's this truck gonna what do? if there's it's- a 
What if there's a truck category for drag races? There probably is, let's be honest. This man with his Bible, Bible Belt like lore references is <laughs> just like way over my head, man. This is this is a definitely a Bible. I just Google it's definitely a Bible Belt car. This yeah, is yeah, a yeah. car that I'd be like, if I see this car on an open road, I'm like, I'm definitely in the Bible Belt. See, you, you think sure. that that's just not the case. You you would you would think. It it definitely uh, does fit. But- Oh, is this a Detroit yes. guy? I mean, if it was in Detroit, it's it probably everywhere. wouldn't have any wheels on it Joe, anymore, right? I got some, Joe, I got some bad news for you. I uh, think Detroit might be in the Bible Belt then. <laughs> hey, you know, if that uh, extends to all 50, then you know what? Fuck you it. Gotta, what, what happened is there's a loose buckle and it just kind of like went way north. Possibly. Know? It's possible. Hit Detroit. You're like, you know what? Detroit's part of the belt now. Uh, so... What I'm trying to get to is that, you know, I felt like this was like a sleeper car. Like this is the truck that beats the the Mustang, you know, the 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 sports car, just like somehow, some way they've they've got something done under the hood that, you know, gets them across the line just a little bit faster than some teams you might expect. Um, and I still kind of feel that way. Um, but we'll see. What, it what is it is still untested. My brother in Christ. <laughs> How does a F1, how does that truck beat like one of the supercars you just mentioned? And how does this be- team even conceptually hey. make it up there with the rest of them? What are you oh, smoking? Okay. Whoa, 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 slow, slow your roll, Turbo. Okay, listen. I'm not saying they're gonna be Ford F one fifty goes. Uh maybe. Maybe Ford there's like turbo. a sport version that you know has a few turbos. Right? It's possible. I don't think the Vancouver Titans are going to be striking anywhere near supercars, but you know, something that you, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's something in that mid tier that people aren't necessarily ready to, to compare to the Titans. And I think they could, they could probably cut in edge wise. I have a request. I want you to say everything we've seen in the last five minutes, but with no analogies. I think the Vancouver Titans have the, have, have upset potential to break into the middle of the table. Okay. So they're driving a, a truck in a drag race, but maybe they got some secret Correct. stuff inside the truck. Okay. Correct. Maybe they that. got some nitrous. Maybe they can go real fast. Maybe they got, I don't know, fucking Mario Kart mushrooms that they're shoving in there. You know, who knows? But gotcha. I think they can fight. Yes, get your initial thoughts on this team. So to go back into the analogy, right? Mm-hmm. This this team oh, feels like you know you have you know it's like a it's a strong engine with those DPS. I think that DPS sure. line has something to show for itself. It's certainly upgraded. It certainly has like shock shockwave expire, especially just like looks honestly pretty crispy on paper. Now the problem is if you're currently driving a tricycle with <laughs> <laughs> with faults <clears throat> as the front wheel. Which is also not a wheel, it's actually a rectangle. And the brakes are pulled. Right? This man will have to play the entirety of uh, all tanks. Mm. And, like, I'm already skeptical of any tank player being sure. um, capable of that. The arguably worst tank in the Overwatch League doing that is something completely different, my friend. Whoa. We haven't even gone into tanks yet. Yeah, he said it. Oh, holy. He said it. That was, some, that was some spice right there. Holy. Okay. Let me, we'll zoom out. We're going to get back Starter. to false a little Let's bit say later. Starter. I, I, everything else is, is probably unfair. All right. 
Fair enough. Um, because Vancouver have a crazy strength of schedule, at least in the first stage. Mm. I think I think this is, you know, I'm going to give Joe a bit of credit here. I think they're going to nos themselves up real fast in that first stage, give people some false sense of hope, and then probably still not really get too far in the rest of the year. Because here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Their opening matches are Boston, Winnable. London, Winnable, Mayhem, New York, Winnable, and then it gets a little bit worse. Now, <laughs> then they do it. Then they do Atlanta Shock, which is okay. Yeah, that's they're not, not, that's they're not gonna. They're not gonna win those ones. But okay. The first four. The first four are all maybe winnable. Yeah. Even even New York. Even if you pull up to New York, we're not ready, and it's not the good meta for them. We're gonna get to New York preview soon, and we're gonna talk a little bit more in depth about where their issues could be. Mm. But it's not impossible. It's not impossible for Vancouver to win that game. It would oh. probably be even possible for Vancouver to beat Atlanta or Shock. But yeah. hey, New York's—you could—you could legitimately go four, four, a uh, four-two yeah. is your opening stage score, and that is good enough to get you into—is it top eight? In the tournament? Top eight. That's top that's eight. probably good enough to get you in the top eight. Mm-hmm. If you get a four and two. Yeah, four so, and two is enough. Yes. I mean that's crazy. That's a that's a crazy start for the Vancouver Titans. And we've talked about how yeah, much confidence impacts teams. Like this is that's not something to, to sleep on. Yeah, you know what's also sucking? If you have the easiest strength of schedule in stage one and win zero matches. Bro. That'd be something. That would be something. I mean at that stage. Both Toronto teams just win no matches then, I guess. No. Um <laughs> Both Toronto teams, both Canadian teams. Canadian There's teams. only one Toronto team. Uh, because I can't even find Toronto's second game. Oh, here we go. No, Toronto Toronto be a fine. They they look like they have a lot of winnable games as well. Who knows? But yeah, I don't do you really think Vancouver could go 0-6? I mean it's possible, yeah. but Boston's pretty I think London's definitely beatable for Vancouver, yeah. sure. No, they are, but that's the 50-50. And everyone else is like 75. Wow, like you're that you're that bullet. I mean, it feels like you're that low on the Titans, then. Yes, but uh, the thing is, it wouldn't even like. Let's be real. There's, mm. I think there's a world where they just like realize they are in deep shit and they get another tank player. Getting another yeah. tank player is pretty challenging in this market. Um, which is it? I think yeah. so, dude. Like, who who is left in terms of an an A player? Ooh. With a um, with an NA visa, right? Like someone that's currently there. Um, I so mean, you're not. Quick. Yeah, God. Real quick, let's get into. Uh, are you about to mention something? Because I'm about to zoom in on the tanks. Because we're talking about the tanks already, so we um, might as well zoom in on the the, the S in the tanks was a you know yeah. inside parentheses, but zoom in on the tank. Open parentheses S close parentheses in, in case they sign another one. <laughs> So again, I did say they have the capability and they have the desire to maybe sign another player. Mm-hmm. Just want to see if they act on that. Are they going to do that or not? Um, I think, funnily enough, because we kind of talked about this um, before we started the recording, is there is a world... I don't know this. I just have, I'm just i just assuming. Maybe Vancouver would have looked at someone like Kaluge and thought, ah, probably not then. you know, We could get Kaluge, but might just give that one a pass. And then Shock signed Kaluge and, and now Vancouver's like, wait a minute. We could have just had Kaluge. Why didn't we just get Kaluge? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, 
Fried we know this again. Themselves up. <laughs> oh boy. Horses an off tank, right? Yes. So ideally they get a main tank player. Yeah. Okay, well Rhino is 16, so that's not going to be possible. That's not happening. You're not hey, flying. Hydration's available. Uh, uh, hydration's available. Done. Oh, Easy money. Oh. <laughs> Who's, what about uh, seasons from Northwood University and Solaris? Yeah. Uh, Eric says Ben Best. You have to get a visa, though. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm blanking Forever. on Who's the former Gladiators tank? That's Ryan, like the Ryan Beast. Scandinavian guy. Cloudy. How much Cloudy? Oh, Cloudy. Pff, I was going to say somebody's so off. I was going to um, say, um, I was okay going to say, I forgot his name now. Yeah. From season ex, one? He's an ex League of Legends player. Oh, Bishu. No, no, no. Oh, ex, Bishu. Yeah, yeah. Bishu. I'll say Bishu. <laughs> Uh, I think they'd want to tank. Why don't you explain? We're talking about options for Vancouver, and we haven't even talked about the the one player they have yet. Like Yuska, you you have a gripe here, so why don't you open up on your gripe? Uh, point to me on the voodoo doll where where they hurt you. Well, I think once again, it is very hard to um, like we in the Hasha episode we already talked about like. If you think about the best tank players in Overwatch League history, then you're like quick to go to Super and Smurf. And even these guys had to split the main tank role. Now you're giving people the off tank role as well and say, please play that shit? That really quick, really quick. Not every team decides to split the main tank role. Right. And that's, that's not a normal thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, even though sometimes that also like hurt teams. Not in Shanghai's case because fate is cracked, but nobody wants to give him the uh, laurels and doesn't understand that getting to split playtime uh, is a big competitive advantage that you have in your individual skill, but and still like the other players get gapped. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think like it's it's an almost it's a very very hard task where you need an exceptionally skilled player. I'm not saying false is a terrible player, right? I'm saying this is a very very hard situation that I don't think he's up for in terms of the skill departments and like that just like the it's a rookie after all that's that's another uh thing that's coming up and also I'm just straight up giving you the scrim juice it's also not translating there right so I think like this is um this is a situation that they need to find a solution for and I think they might. I think that that's sort of like the caveat I want to give here. Because if you're zooming back, if you're trying to clip me out of context, if they're actually sh signing a, another tank, and you're posting this clip to me after the season going, <laughs> like, they are actually not, like, that bad. Well, did they sign another tank, right? And if they didn't, and they are, mm -hmm. like, somehow mid-tier, okay, and then please pound me for that, right? But Pound him, yeah. <clears throat> Like, I've never seen false play in my life. <laughs> I I can't even begin to tell you what I think about false. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. My only addition to that is that I have enough trust in the people that I have heard or that have seen him play that they do think he's good. But from everything that yes is kind of like pointing out, 
is that okay you know, good in what sense is it good in the same scale where woeful is the other side of the the spectrum or <clears throat> i'm not letting it go is no he, apparently not you bitter ex is he, is, holy is, is he better or worse than mac well i don't know uh that's a great question um Dude, mag's amazing though oh Mag is amazing so the if if he's then worse than mac then he has to be woeful mm -hmm. right is that how it works sure yeah that's exactly how that works thank you're you. right you're right thank you I understand it now. Joe's Joe's scale is binary. It's one or zero. It's amazing or woeful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's better. I'll I'll take that over every team just being mid and you know colorless. And the, the, the thing is, I mean, like, it's actually not strictly true because there's actually three phases. It starts mm. off with good. So Shanghai is good, and like yeah. teams like Atlanta is good, and like Gladiators is good. Then teams okay. like let's say the Shocks start being slightly woeful. Like, Jester's already very woeful. And then yeah. there's the lowest threshold where for some reason it then flips and then London and Vancouver are pretty good. That's the qualified. The pretty yeah. then completely flips the good around. <laughs> those words all came out of my mouth. You're right. Exactly. Those are, those are true and factual Is statements. Is it a circle where you, you know... You go so woeful, it comes back to good again. Like, what is that? Is that how it works? <laughs> A circle of love. In in uh. his in his strange little machination. In his, in his know, German fairy tale, right? it swings back. One hundred percent. It's Hans on Gretel, and then how he thinks my brain works, or the the words that I apparently say. You know, I'll I'll take whatever I can get. At least I'm memorable, right? So, or all right, like so. Isk is not confident about false being the only Apparently not. Tank on the Apparently roster. Not. Look, dude. Um, I would also say, with, without having seen any false gameplay, I would also say that it's probably not wise to bank your entire season on a single tank, and especially not if they're a rookie. Um, so that's probably a little bit dangerous. And it's, it's uh, I mean, you are prone to some real potential issues if this one tank isn't like insane talent now if this was let's say hypothetically because you said magary hypothetically yeah. if mag was still a rookie and you brought him in this year to be a solo tank and Overwatch watch two i might give you that one because mag had an, an unbelievable contenders run one of the best contenders talents i'm forgetting that washington's last season existed for this for this example mm -hmm. just so we're clear um then yeah i'll give it to him but unless you're like that level of a prospect I don't know. I, I don't know that I would. I don't even know that I'm. We're not again. I don't want to get too deep in New York because we're going to get there soon. I don't even know that I would trust Kellen solo tanky for New York Very just true. yet. And, and yes, that, I think he's. And I think he's the number one prospect coming out of Korea for tanks. Mm. That's a high. That's high praise. That's very high praise. And I don't think I would even trust him to solo tank. So that coming through and with false, obviously not being the highest uh, praised rookie talent coming out of na it's also mm. na <laughs> omega lol um um yeah i mean it is it's super dangerous and i would yeah. say that based on the fact that vancouver said they will can potentially sign more players they probably should target a main tank player somewhere yep i, I agreed like even as much as like i'm you know the hopium copium fucking snow dust sniffer that it apparently just huffs the 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 mountains in the pacific northwest yeah i mean let's be honest you don't want a solo main tank in a game with 
a, a reworked solo tank position with multiple reworked tanks and additional tanks coming in the near or not too distant future, right? That that, that goes without saying. So yes, I would agree 100% with everything you guys are saying. They should probably sign another tank, period. Yeah. So Fried Wien is coming back. Let's go, baby. Ooh, let's go. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's players available. I just looked at Irons available, but then he's also an, an off tank as well. So maybe not. Uh, there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's gigs actually there. I don't know if people, they would go for some like gig. I have no idea how good gig is anymore. Fellow God Squad member gig. Uh, so I'm just throwing names. I'm like just throwing darts on a dartboard here, just trying to land on anything. I'm sure Vancouver will figure it out. As tank, I think we're all unanimously agreeing on is not really their no. position of strength. Let's talk about one of their positions of strength. Maybe this is the only position of strength, the DPS line. This mm. is the exciting part about uh, the Vancouver lineup. So, as a reminder, Aspire, Shockwave, Psycho. So, Aspire coming through from Toronto, his debut season, brilliant stuff, really saved Toronto's bacon last year in, in many ways. Um, one of the breakout players, I would say, as well, like in a surprising mm -hmm. way. Yeah. One of the breakout players, for sure. Yep. Shockwave, who had his breakout year two seasons ago now on the Vancouver Titans. He started on the Titans. Yep. Did well. Um, Got given a shot on Fusion, which on paper sounded like a really good place to be. It took him a while to get into the country. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he appreciated the experience. Got some actual stage, stage quote-unquote stage. Got some actual match time as well. Uh, But unfortunately, Fusion was a bit of a mixed bag result-wise last year, so not the best end result for Shockwave, despite it being or what it should have been. It just was ended up being the opposite of the expectation everyone set for Philly. So now he's back on Titans, but we, I think we still respect him as a good player, even though Fusion didn't have the best season. I think everyone still gives him benefit down and respects that Shockwave is still a good player. And then you have Psycho, who um, is another player, like I literally have never seen this guy play before, so I'm just gonna, I'll, I will let that one just simmer a little bit for everyone else. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest, right? This, this, is, this lineup at DPS uh, is their strongest period. Like, I don't think I'm, I'm speaking for anybody when I say that. I, I'm pretty high on their supports, but when you look at Aspire's debut season, coming in last year, Playing on a team he really shouldn't be performing all that well on uh, and looking quite good, um, much in the same way Shockwave did for the Titans the season prior, like you mentioned. I think that speaks a lot to the caliber of player uh, these two are, and I, I expect them to do more than what they've shown in the past, if I'm going to be completely honest. I expect these two to have a, a, a very impressive season, um, as much as this may be a... a Middling, you know, battled team that you know trades blows with some gatekeepers here and there. Um, I think it's probably going to be off the back of Aspire and Shockwave. You look at you know how many players in in Overwatch history have come from bad teams, like who look stand out, come from like mid to poor teams, but like are are the beacons of hope. They are like the flag bearers, and it's it's very painfully obvious that they're they don't really belong on this team. Um, and you kind of coalesce them into a dps duo 
yeah, I, I have high expectations for Aspire and Shockwave. I think they're going to do good things. And yeah, I think Titans are probably going to win some games off the back of these two playmakers. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think that's very possible. The problem is seemingly every hitscan position is now stacked in the league. And I think, I mean, we talked about it with Toronto. Like, this is a good DPS line that could theoretically be stronger than Toronto's DPS line. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, they're not stronger than a lot of other DPS lines on paper in the league, right? Like, there's definitely very good players, but, like, or not very good. We're now, my problem is, once again, like, we're, we're in a war with adjectives at this point. Like, it's all relative to each other, right? They are... Like, you guys know that I, I was borderline simping for Shockwave for a long time. I thought he had a lot of potential. I thought, mm. like, it, it's it's an unfortunately tragic career in how this transpired because not only did he make his debut on, his, on a pretty mediocre team and stood out, then rightfully got the call up, but then this, the, like, is what should have been his absolute breakout season just turned into a visa yeah. disaster. And now yeah. it seems like... I'm not sure if he didn't have better offers based on that or like if Titans just made him an, an an offer he couldn't refuse. But this is really like the type of situation where careers go to die, if I'm be being perfectly honest, right? Like this is, if if you're, it's really hard to stay hyped and stay hot and stay like this promising character for three seasons before everyone thinks of you as OG, you know? Sure, yeah, I agree. And I think I, I think I can see where you're going with the career dying part because Vancouver has been there for like two seasons straight now where, you know, you go, you're fried wiener, you go there from Atlanta and then just, you don't have a career yeah. anymore. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said that they probably like, just like promised the players that they were going to sign other like really good players. And I think mm -hmm. like, if you look at this squad in the context of prior seasons, it's not that bad. But like now, is everyone's crack, dude? The new level is different yeah. now. Like you don't, you don't have truly awful players anymore. Like we don't need to no. talk about that. Like, um, and I don't want to say truly awful about Rolf, but like <clears throat> that Aztec is a, a massive upgrade on Rolf is no discussion, right? That Massa is a, uh, an upgrade, like a runner-up Overwatch League title winner. Um, is yeah. like an upgrade over fire is also like going to be true, right? Yeah. Um, Everyone agrees with you except for fire season, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the the like the DPS line is also improved. I I would say I think like uh, Linkser is once again the typical case of like a career dying somewhere, right? Um, like Dalton Teru are yeah, players I that probably like would have not get gotten offers elsewhere maybe dalton i honestly like dalton is like the type of player that i thought like could you have held out and maybe had someone like take a chance on you on a better team now you're probably never going to be an overwatch league uh professional again right um but like all things considered like they they, they upgraded on all positions but mm. it's somehow still in the context of the league, just as unimpressive. And that's the same argument you can use for Toronto as well, right? 
And you can even use the opposite. It's the same argument, but in the opposite direction where it's just like, yeah, man, Toronto upgrade. And I hate to bring up Toronto because we should be talking about Vancouver, but I do have yeah. a point to make here. Is that Toronto upgraded, but it feels like they haven't made any forward momentum because everyone else upgraded. And in fact, you have you even have to compare, compare them to Vancouver where because Vancouver also upgraded, it feels like Vancouver have comparatively done a bigger upgrade than Toronto has on their roster. So that's where the that's where the weirdness comes in. But even with the Vancouver upgrade, yeah, I, I still don't feel great about the team because, like Yiska said, the best part about the roster is the DPS. But even then, it's it's hard for this DPS line to compete against the truly good DPS lines that the rest of the league has because you don't have to go too far and then you start fighting. Like for fuck's sake, Boston even have striker. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like yeah. you don't have to go too far to suddenly find a team with some crack DPS on their roster. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you're not wrong. Like, it's going to take some some massive, you know, just whether it's the yips, whether you're choking, whether it's internal shit, whether a player, you know, unfortunately is ill and can't play. Like, that's the type of stuff that you're looking for for, like, Toronto to, like, get into, like, stage title contention, right? Like, that, that's just not the and, caliber of team they are. And I kind of, like... I think that's okay for this franchise, but me perfectly honest, I think like if you take this not as a rebuild year, I think that that is a little bit too narrative, but I, I don't think there are too, there are too many moves away from being like a genuinely like solid mid team with upside. I think they're like battling for that mid table, like de designation. right? Uh, now. And I think they're a team that can win game this yeah. year. They're not going to be, I, I care if they are a, What's the term again? Entertainment thief team. I don't think they're going to be that this year. So that's a plus side. Let's talk about the supports now. Where, excuse me, um, we have three supports. You already mentioned, you kind of, you mentioned Aztec and Master already. Hmm. Excuse me, I'm, I just, I ate and I'm just fucking burping <laughs> and shit. Sky Ripper is on this roster as, as yeah. well, who I don't have a lot of info on. Just another one of those EU players that, uh, like Psycho, I'm like, well, Sadly, haven't seen them. Unlucky. Mm. Aztec and Master. So I can't talk about Aztec. This is going to be my strength on the podcast because mm. Aztec didn't get to play a lot last season and most people don't really know too much about him. Um, he was a Toronto bench rider. So, you know, he, he gets the pop over from the rival Canadian team. I did get to cast this guy in Contenders though. And I got to say, in Contenders, there was a point where, I'm trying to remember what season, it must have been... 2020 season one. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm like, I think this is the best flex support talent coming out of Korea. I think mm -hmm. I legitimately held that opinion about Aztec at one stage. Mm -hmm. um, and I stand by that because to me, he was fucking, sta he was, he was cracked. He was so good when he was on W, uh, when he was a world game star, WGS and WGS were not a great team. This was a struggling team. That was not getting a lot done. Um, and then he comes through. He actually wins, by the way, a contender season, 2020 season two. Season one, they do well. Season one, they could have been one. They, the entire 2020 season for WGS was so good. And, and this is, by the way, the season, season two, 2020, that O2 Blast sucked. Mm. They sucked that season. So you didn't have this overwhelming force O2 Blast. And for anyone asking, yeah, Finn was playing that, yeah. Finn, proper pelican, 
Yakpong Kalios Neko. That sounds like a pretty good team. They were all on that season two roster for O2 Blast, and it did not go well. Um, this is not going to be an O2 Blast discussion, but I'm just saying, like, there, there's a there was there was a time and a place where, in my head, I legitimately believed and said, and still hold this belief at that particular time, Aztec was better than Finn at that moment in time. I don't think that's true today. Mm. In season two of 2020, I did believe that. Yes, that was true to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Aztec went to Uprising Academy. I don't know what the fuck happened there. And then, <sighs> you know, he we zoom in and then boom, he's gone. Um, now he's then he was in Toronto, didn't do too much, and now he's on Vancouver. I think a lot of people are like, well, this guy can't be that good. Toronto kind of sucked, and he never played. So, don't know what opinion they should have about him. But um, you know, he was super solid, and it was great. Moira was really good, even though I think you know, most people are like, well, you know, it's just Moira. You just, yeah. you're just autopilot the hero. But he's he like Fielder, he does some crazy stuff that gets some alts really quickly. He had some mm-hmm. of the best coalescence timings I saw in uh, Contenders career for that year. So solid player that I don't think actually had the 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 time or the space or the opportunity to show what he's capable of. I'm just hoping he's not washed. Like his time on his time on his time on Toronto wasn't wasted, and mm. he's not super washed. That's all I'm hoping for because I think yeah. he's got potential. I don't know anything about Sky Ripper, but I do know something about Aztec, and I can go on about Master as well. But um, long story short, Master was a very undervalued, extremely, um, extremely good player on Atlanta that gave them a lot to work with to help them get uh, the second place. I think he was critical in that Lucio role. So. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think that designation's too far off of like a lot of these other like just like flat out good pieces without any kind of like caveats or question marks or asterisks, right? Like I don't think Shockwave was properly valued by the league. I don't think Aspire was properly valued by the league. Um I don't I mean you talk about Aztec, maybe Aztec wasn't properly valued by the league. I think the Titans have landed a lot of really really good pieces yes are there holes 100%. We don't know how Psycho's going to be. We you know false at solo tank. Yeah, we that's a, a very obvious and 100% a huge question mark um, for Sky Ripper. Again, rookie coming in, a great double flex support option. Maybe cuts in Aztec playtime on some heroes. Maybe I've heard good things. Again, not a not not a savant when it comes to like looking at EU. Definitely didn't have the time. Um, but from everybody that I talked to, he's high on their lists. Like, I, I, and I trust those people. I trust these coaches. I trust these analysts. I trust you know the people that have watched him play mm-hmm. and, and grown. So I expect some some sizable, right. sizably good performances for a rookie coming in. I don't know. I like this team. I don't think they're that. Who, who bad. are these? Who are these dumbasses on TCP? They don't even watch Europe. Fuck <sighs> these guys. Get them off. Get them Gosh. off the show. Fuck me. Who are these 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 guys don't even watch Europe. Uh Yuska, you're from Europe. What do you think? <laughs> uh that's my life is finite. Uh I employ a stoic strategy and life is too short to watch yeah. content as you. Yeah, he's, he's too busy just, just sounds, sliding my DMs. Sounds very European. Okay, yeah. the support line though, you know. Um Aztec, Master, Scaripper. I mean theoretically, okay, so I'm not not going to fault anyone not succeeding on Toronto just because that, that franchise in itself like is is um a question mark to me whether or not that it f- facilitates talent well. Um I think Masters of course a very strong uh, main support that probably was underrated last season 
or probably even in the context of his entire career, has been underrated. So I'm not concerned about their backline. I think that backline is like up to par with all the mid-tier teams except Toronto, because Toronto's backline is just like, I mean, Toronto is basically, you know, the like dude with like big, big biceps, but like always skipped leg day, right? Like just has stick stick legs, mm -hmm. and then like if it gets to a fight, he just burns out like in five seconds. <laughs> just uh, don't let him hit you, and just run around him. Yeah, yeah, and um. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like the the backline I have no issue with. Um also heard good things about Skyripper. That's a British Hurricane uh alumni, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um so. so yeah, I think like in terms of how that backline is built, I have no issues. It's my thing is confu the confusion here where if you're doubling up on roles in Overwatch 2, mm. then not doubling up on tank is the weirdest part, right? Like, like doubling, doubling up on support ask is weird. Do. Hey, yeah. four supports, one tank. Ask Chung do. Anyway, mm. continue. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I feel like if they they'd probably be completely fine with Aztec Massa and then just like get another off tank in or uh, main tank in or some. If they can do that, I think I'm a little bit more um, <clears throat> hopeful for them. It has to be an NA tank now because they, uh, assuming they can't get an EU or Korean tank anymore, so that does limit their options. Yes. Um, let's as we, let's close up on Vancouver because we spent a lot of time on them now. Um, let's just go over some very quick overall impressions and and maybe even a ranking of where you think their realistic position in North America is. Mm. Who would like to start? I think. Uh, yeah, I think I stand with what I said, um, to give a proper, like, metric. Um, I think I had, like, Boston mid-pack. I think I had somebody, like, right below them. Leave a comment below on who I'm blanking on. I think they're, like, in that discussion. But I also see where Yeski's coming from. Like, I can see them just bottoming out just because of how good some of these teams are. Um, but I do look at that strength of schedule, and I'm like, eh? These teams are these these are beatable teams. Like these aren't just like a um, you know entertainment stealer like you mentioned ever. Like this is this mm -hmm. is gonna be a team that can compete. Um, although probably pretty close. But how um, how far can they compete? I'm gonna say maybe peaking at like middle of the table and yeah, possibly being like a bottom NA team. Like the, the range is wide just What's because middle? of how. Like dead middle, middle, like twelve, so like seven, seven yeah, seven to like the last, seven. yeah. I think that's like the seventh. Yep, I think they can compete with a team like Boston. You think that's I, generous? Uh, I would say so. That's I think I, like yeah. okay. from seven to twelve, I probably land somewhere. I'm not letting this man get away with this. Give me a team <laughs> that has a higher chance of being last. London. Okay. Is there any other team? Higher chance of being last? Uh, no, right? Know. No, no. I'm... See, you're... No, there isn't. No, there isn't, Joe. 
We both know that's think, not true. And even London I, is like, you're not sure of that. No, no, I'm pretty... As much as it pains me to say, like, just because of, like, who's on that team, like, how, like, much they're, like, due for a good season, no. With, with what's gone on, no. That's... What can you do? That's that's just a Bork situation. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a bone to Joe because the the mid table call is not impossible when you consider that in my opinion mid table right now legitimately is a mix of new york toronto and justice yeah those are the three teams i have in my exact middle of the table mm-hmm. so you are saying that vancouver could maybe beat one of them yes consistently beat one of them yes i look at i look at new york and i'm like bro we have and we'll get to them. I know we'll get to them, so I won't spend too much time. We don't have too much time. What are you doing with this fucking roster? I look at Toronto. Go watch our Toronto episode. I don't think this seems very good. Justice, they're woeful. Let's be honest. <laughs> like, the, I think this is the Titans year, baby. Let's go Titans. Hashtag bricked up. Like, I, think, <laughs> I think all three of those teams between New York and Toronto and Justice would have this. Like, what? Okay, all three. One, of the, one, about, one out of those three teams would have the mm. shit in the bed while vancouver also have amazing seasons so two things gonna happen vancouver have to overperform and one of those other three teams have to underperform and that includes the justice who you describe as woeful they would have to have that woeful year whereas i think i think um yusuke and i had a bit more yes optimism towards where their roster could be Mm. but i think we all could agree that toronto new york and washington have higher peaks than vancouver by quite a fair margin oh, especially new york. new york speak is unreal um which means it's far more likely that all three of those teams don't fall too far down within striking range of vancouver which again would also require vancouver to step up big time so i say it's not impossible but it would require a lot to happen oh 100 um, i don't think it's you, le- i don't think it's like i wouldn't put, place a bet on it i i, I do feel strongly that they could probably compete though Joe, how far down could Vancouver be? Would you? Would you? Do you think oh, they could come last? Could yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, one easily. So they could 100%. come last. Okay. Yes, yes, but yes, I go. think that's that's more to the difficulty of that like bottom tier. That like it's it's gonna be a slog fest. Yeah. Like there's not like a clear outside of London. Um, I I I think Vancouver could just flounder as if if false is just as bad as Jessica thinks he is. You know, and, and this team just can't get their shit together. Yeah, they could be last, 100%. Yes, go. Yeah. Yeah, that's the last place team in the Overwatch League in 2022. Just straight up last, last, like 20th place. I mean, now you got to be fair because like London is in deep shit having to uh, replace a flex support this deep. So maybe it's London now. Could have been fair. But like, let's say the non-handicapped teams, yeah. Uh, they, they are. They are. Yep. It's very likely they're going to toilet bowl it out with uh, London. Um, yeah. For the Val- Valiant's about to get five members of Chengdu's. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Um. What's what's your what's the peak? Like, what's the highest you're willing to give Vancouver realistically? You're saying they could be the bottom, or what's the if they if Vancouver were to perform well. Like quite good. What is the highest you're willing to give them? Ninth in an A. Ninth. Mm-hmm. So 
it's still bottom four? Nine, ten, bottom eleven, four. twelve. Yep. Bottom five. Yeah. Bottom five, is it? Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah. Were they last season? Okay. I think that's pretty good. I, I think, uh, oh, yes, that's an improvement. Are you kidding me? They were bottom oh, yeah, 100%. two yeah, in they a last won. season. Oh, they game. were actually that's last, right. yeah. Yeah, they were last in a very clearly. It was an entertainment stealing, you know. But I it think was, last it was year though, tragic. last last year you knew their team was yes. There's no way you, you looked at the roster quality. You're like, there's simply no way. Here you look at their roster quality. You're like, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Which is why I also think the nine to thirteen is pretty fair. Mm-hmm. I think they're definitely looking like a nine to thirteen team. I, I'm I'm not gonna give them enough to beat Justice Toronto or New York. No. Even though I said the New York game and their strength schedule was winnable, that's like, again, it's winnable in the sense that New York would have the shit the bed and Vancouver yeah. had to play really well. So, yeah, I uh, I think a nine to thirteen realistically is also my ranking for them, with uh, probably leaning heavier towards the 10, 11, 12, 13, or even maybe eleven, twelve, thirteen. Really depends. Uh, reasonable because I think I think mayhem in Paris could be reasonable. So that, that oh yeah, them above Vancouver. Agreed. Alrighty, so uh, Vancouver have upset potential. Realistically, not expecting too much, but they have improved massively from last year, and most importantly, they're not going to be, I think, uh, a team that is going to go completely winless. Not that they they didn't go winless last year, but they almost did. Mm. Uh, they're not a team that's going to risk going winless again, which is important to me because I want to I want to be able to watch them play. And consider maybe they could win this game and not just assume they will lose all the time. So I'll keep my eyes peeled. That's uh, going to be Vancouver Titans. Let us move on to our next team. We talked about them a little bit already. I'm going to put the background up. And it is none other than the New York Excelsior. So, five man roster. Let's go through them real quick. Because there's only five people, you don't you don't have to take too much time here. Flora, Yaki, Kellen, Myongbong, Gundam Jin. And just by the way, there is technically a sixth player, just no one knows who the hell it is. No one knows who this sixth player is. Welcome to the Newark Excelsior team preview for 2022. They have um <laughs> shut up, Yuska. Um it's me. Don't leak it. It's me. Um Sorry. They've this and all the, yeah they have Kuki on the staff as well as the new head coach with Undyne as their assistant coach. This is just kind of like um, Florida version two in a way. You know, you bring over Kuki, he brings over Yaki and Gangnam Jin, and uh, you know soon they probably get Gargoyle, and then you know there you go, that's Florida Mayhem again. Um, but a very impressive looking team. I think they kept some, like kept. I mean, just one play. They kept a really good player in Flora. Picked up one of the hottest rookies in Kellen. Mm. Got two very capable flex supports, Myungbong and Gangnamjin. No main support is maybe going to hurt them a little bit. Yaki and Flora is crazy. Yaki's still one of the best talents in the league. 100%. Yeah. Hard carried Flora to Mayhem last year, even though they were losing. Mm-hmm. That was yep. impressive. Um, so, I mean, New York as a team have, I think, one of the highest ceilings in the league. But because they are so inflexible, yep. it feels like they are easily screwed by meta. What do you guys think? Oh, 100%. I think you take the words right out of my mouth. Like, if I'm rolling dice on teams, right, I look at New York, and I think they can they can strike 
fairly reasonably high given like a good ideal situation for them but consistency is not what i am seeing from this team at uh the 13th of april is this month april yes it is okay um i i just can't I, how do i look at this team as it stands right now with five players we're less than a month out we're nearly to beta uh, you need to be making some moves like this is the team that like we were we were waiting like we're, we're pushing back our dates to like record because we're excited for this team to be making some moves bringing some people over let's get that you know part two nyxl teaser trailer opening anime whatever bullshit like this is just the start right and as we inch closer i'm starting to wonder if it's not just the start if that's just it and that has me concerned now let me bring up one other thing before um we talk about any specific member on the team mm. their ability to sign players now is not good yeah because i assume they're gonna go for korean players the full yep. korean team but they're physically in north america in the united states so visas are now an issue and they already by the way i, I believe they had a bit of a delay getting to na anyway in the first they're there now so you don't, you don't have to be worried they are all there they don't have an all those right. situation they currently i believe they're all currently in na but even in this off season there was a minor delay for them um so getting a visa for a korean player to go to north america now is like it'll take some time um if they don't figure it out and figure out what they're going to do with their roster they're stuck with the five people they've got yep. and that's it that's literally it nothing else to work with there just the five they have is the five they will have for however long because they simply can unless there's like you can't even get i was gonna say you can't even get something like venom not that you would but like venom is a is it venom a north american play he was korean obviously but yeah was he in korea or was he in north america i don't I even know i can't be. remember but hypothetically you'd have to, you'd have to get someone like Bishu, who's actually american but he's korean yeah. you know what i mean like you have to, that, like american. that legitimately is like someone you'd have to get mm. because you just can't you cannot get anyone else because if you want to get them for korea it's going to take too long yeah and I mean, like the the base of this team is good, but I I cannot like it would be a miracle, and and I do believe that if this team was consistently like good the entire season, it it just it would it would have to be like a very rigid meta, and they would have to start off like on the right foot. It just it just seems so unlikely to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can't get Bishu because he's a manager on Houston Outlaws currently. Okay. Never mind. Unlucky. Yeah. I think all we said about the other teams, about the inflexibility, about one main tank, about like those things. I'll also say the the sixth signing doesn't help with that whatsoever. Like this is really like rolling the dice. Mm -hmm. And maybe oh, we yeah. find out something about Overwatch 2 and the nature of it where, like, sticking with the same five is just the way to go. There was some argument that this was maybe, maybe true for uh, Overwatch uh, 1, you would mm -hmm. say. Right. Okay. That, yes, okay. it is true, but only when you find the exact five you're looking for. Right. When the season hasn't even started, we're not even into beta. Yes. We've barely, Very the good. teams have barely played yeah. enough of the new game 
you do not have that five. I guarantee you don't have that yes. five yet. The only teams I would trust to have that five are Dragons, and guess what? They even have eight players. Yeah. Yeah. It, so, I mean, fuck me. The team that most likely has the five don't even have five players. They have eight. Yeah, that's. It, I think that is a very important distinction to make. If I'm, for instance, the Shanghai Dragons, I assign 12 players, have my block of marble, and then over the season I just, like, shizzle, like, the this perfect, like, uh, statue out of it by, like... Do you mean chisel? Chisel? Is it not chisel? Oh, well, chisel. Yeah. No, no it's, it's not shit in German, no. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, then you, um, like, it makes sense that you then are able to. You're very unlikely to, like, out of the minds of Moria, just, like, rip a marble statue out of the ground and have it be perfect by the instant, right? Like, you... Mm. The the process of elimination over the actually applied season is what makes the, the starting six the strongest option, you would say, right? And even then, the starting six was not always the key to Overwatch 1, as we saw, like... With the flexibility of the San Francisco Shock in the main tank position, or even on the uh, on the DPS position, right? Um, and I think that like starting with five is already like putting it all on uh, on black and like rolling, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, strategic gambling. It's not like you're playing poker where you're like, no. oh, you know, I'm I'm gonna wait for the turn on this in this hand. You you are literally just playing roulette. Like oh, I just put on this number and just see where the ball rolls. You you're playing full RNG. You know you're not even you're not even applying strategy to the RNG. You're just doing full RNG. Yep. Look, and if if this team had stayed in APAC, I don't I mind this significantly less because of the potential of mid season pickups. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. But now that they are yeah, in any, NA, any any pickup any pickup at any time doesn't you know. Mid-season, pre-season, anytime. Yeah. I mean, they can just simply get a Korean play whenever they want. Yes. But now, no, not a possible. Yeah. So this, I feel like this is a team that goes on streaks based on meta. Mm. And if you're unlucky, then there's zero metas that work for you. And if you're lucky, yeah. then there is one meta that works for you, and it lasts like three stages. Mm. Right. So this, which is in a this very case will be a double flex team. support meta. Yes, they need a flex support meta, don't they? Yeah, because mm. yeah. uh, somebody going to be playing Lucio on that team otherwise. Yeah, and I mean that's only the beginning of their problems. You'd also have yeah. to have, yeah. you know, your you'd have to assume Kellen is good on the off tanks, and you know, um, if it's a double hit scan, you need Yaki. To, I mean, I'm sure Yaki's hit scans might be good enough. Or if, yeah. let's say it's a double projectile, you're going to need Flora to play projectile. I mean, I don't even want to begin to think about what that looks yeah. like. Yeah. So without further ado, let's actually get into the roster. Um, where do we even start? Why don't we start at the best part? Well, debatably one of the best parts. Let's just talk about Flora and Yaki. Probably their best. Mm. Well, Yaki is probably just their best player. If you get to name one player on this team and say that's their best player, probably Yaki. Yaki, right? Does anyone disagree with that? It's probably Yaki. Yeah, it's probably Yaki. So super flexible projectile, some hit scan in there. Tracer, very important. It's got mm. that going for him. It's gonna be their standout player. Is this gonna be another season where Yaki is just gonna have to hard carry? You know, put the entire team in his backpack, just like the Florida Mayhem last year. Is that is that what's yeah. going to happen again? Well, like it, it kind of has to. Like we we talked, you know, previously uh, about like the soul of a team, and it feels like Yaki is going to be like the the focal point 
Um, if NYXL are doing well, it's going to be off the back of Yaki. Like he's he's been consistently been a playmaker throughout his entire career. Um, the question now with New York is, does he have the right support? Not in terms of the role, but just like the pieces around him. When you when you <laughs> If we're gambling and we're streaking poorly and our confidence is down and we're putting all of our cards on our one star player to like get things done. And that's no discredit to like somebody like Kellen or, or Flora, like good enough to be in the league. 100% genuinely might be good, but Yaki's a little bit different. Yaki's genuinely like kind of a playmaker kind of is like one of the only people like that has perennially been somebody to like turn games on their own and i it's it has to if if nyxl do well it's off the back of yaki full stop mm. yeah what about I, flora i mean flora. Is anything for you no really no all right okay. really no i disagree i think flora is like probably didn't couldn't really shine last season, but that's a top one hundred percent. That was a top tier rookie pros, prospect last year. He still did shine though. He shined even though New York struggled. Is my take. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I've, I, I will want to almost go as far as to say that like Flores, like ninety five percent of the talent that Yaki is. Okay. He's like, he definitely has S tier potential. Um. Yep. But he, he has to deliver, right? Like that—that that has to be something that works out. Um, Is he kind of like the new Glister? Ooh, wait. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like kind of like the new Glister. Yeah, I like that. Like, oh, here's a here's this exciting new hit scan talent that has the potential to be S tier. Yeah, you know, I like that comparison. Yeah, got a bit of a Glister energy, even though Glister's still in the league. But it's funny, right. Glister doesn't have the Glister doesn't have his own Glister energy anymore. But Flora does. Right. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, as Eric is pointing up, very highly rated on the rank ladder is one of the only players in forty seven hundred currently being gatekept by proper. Understandable. True. Not yeah. something to completely discount, but yeah, I'm good. <laughs> not not that I not that I would replace him, but it's not like. I haven't seen enough of him, and yes, I, I trust right. and believe that you know somebody like Avril, you know, would know. I just, I just but, enjoy like I just enjoy like you know supply factual evidence. Joe's was like, yeah, I'm good. Like, <laughs> I mean, b being highly rated on ladder, uh, oh, miss me God. if I'm gonna be completely honest. Yeah. Like, and I, I, mean, I don't hold that him. Wasn't the only thing said, but no, sure. and that's not what I'm saying. But when you look at that last season, it's not his fault either. New York was also just kind of mid then too. And it doesn't feel like this season is any different, if I'm going to be completely honest. Like, yes, they are. this is a talented DPS duo, but can they consistently field the roster that the Overwatch League and Overwatch 2 is going to throw at them? I certainly hope so. In my, I agree that this team has a similar feel. As NYXL had last season, in yeah. terms of like they have some like incredible rookie, uh, they have an incredible rookie, arguably the best rookie, uh, coming in. Sure. They, they have or sorry, outside of proper. Sorry, I'm still in the pro improper <laughs> like mind frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
they have a bunch of like really good pieces on paper you think they they should be capable of doing something and then for some reason they weren't able to put that on on uh, on the road mm-hmm. now i would wager this is largely down to the same inconsistencies that we have seen especially from yakpang in previous years sure right yeah so they like when they actually were on they were on on i felt like like they took games of shanghai yes that was a shanghai that had the Sandbags filled and whatnot. Fair enough, but um, I think that team showed that it could have been better than it was, and it's now down to the coaches to sort of like, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, bring some consistency into their performances. And I think this is also as a as a coaching season. This is sort of make or break for Cookie. Sure. Like, what kind of a coach is he? Is he the coach that led the mayhem to <clears throat> some of the best? Results or is it the coach that, like, you know, almost had the mayhem bottom out? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. OG was his choice, this is, right? This True. is one of those situations now where, I mean, he can Kuki can really pull out some magic and, and get a lot of respect if he can turn this New York roster into a winning roster. Because when, when we're gonna get to this, we're gonna when we talk about the rankings, I still have high expectations for this team. Um, and despite how scuffed their roster looks flexibility-wise, <laughs> mm. I think they saw the talent to reach some of these expectations, and if they fail to reach them, and this is an underperforming team that's going to end up in bottom half, then we got some, we got some issues. Yeah. Um, so, Florinyaki, uh, first of all, do we do we agree that this is the best part of the, their roster? Oh, yeah, else? Sure. You guys agree with that statement? Yeah, or maybe not? Yes, yeah, just thinking about it. Well, it certainly isn't the sports. Yisko is not sure if he thinks this is the best part about their roster. I think so. It has to be. Um, I think I would have liked to have another DPS if you can afford it. I'm thinking like Kellen is a very good talent, but you definitely want a second tank for this aforementioned. Like I can't shit on faults and or Vancouver and then not say that Kellen uh, will have the same issue. I just think he's a different talent level. Um, Yeah, I think. That said, okay, you ready for this? I'm going to make enemies here. I think there's a very good chance that Kellen will muse, be muse of this season. Damn, you're hurting my soul. You're hurting my soul. I don't, yeah, I can't I'm not even talk, I don't know enough about I'm it. not even talking about the dynasty. You're hurting my soul. Um, let's talk about Kellen. Let's talk about the tank line. So, background... He is by far, and, and this is really important to know. To me, he's like the mag coming into the season as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Now, for all the fans that are like, oh, mag, that guy, just just be very clear that when mag came into the season, he was like the tank of contenders coming into yeah. the season. I don't know what the fuck Washington did, but they ruined him. Now, talking about Kellen. Maybe Mag ruined himself. I'm not going to just blame Very the team. Very true. I don't yeah, know what that's happened. What maybe, I was thinking he, as well, he, yeah. he could have ruined himself. Maybe the team... Yeah. Maybe it's a combination of factors. Maybe everything ruined him. Maybe the mm. city of DC ruined him. I don't know. <laughs> Enough about Mag. My point is... Um, mm. Kellen is kind of like... I don't think he's quite Mag level in reputation. Mm. But he's, he's, clo- he's the closest tank to being Mag level in reputation coming out of contenders. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so... 
I would be very upset to see Callan flop if that happens. I'm not saying he will. I don't. I hope he doesn't, and I don't. I don't think he will. I mean, I, then again, I said the same thing about Mag. Right. Yeah, you really shouldn't. Like, you, you, then again, at the same time, you are playing a tank, and tank is the role that, like, if your team sucks, you look like and you look like shit. Yeah. Tank mm. is the first role that looks like complete shit if your team is not good. Right. So. Unfortunately, tanks live and die. And this is, by the way, a, a, a minor commentary on the game design of Overwatch in such that tank is such a role that is, you know, the success of tank is so highly determined by the skill level of your teammates, which is partially why tank is fucking bad to play in Overwatch 1 mm. because you literally can't play the game, enjoy the game, or win the game unless your other teammates are good, whereas at least other, other roles can carry. Tank, you're just like, well, I hope I get healed. Cross your fingers, roll some dice, mm-hmm. um, and that even ecstatic that gameplay extends the Overwatch League level. Where if your team sucks, I don't care what tank you can put super on the LA Valiant, you can swap silver three or super. LA Valiant aren't winning. I'm fucking sorry, they're not. If your if your team sucks, your tank looks fucking bad. That's the truth. So if New York suck, then Kellen's gonna look awful. He is. He's just gonna look bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's only so much you can do there, but I think he's got the skill. The problem is, we go into a solo tank game. He doesn't play off tanks, obviously, because he's a main tank player. He's going to have to learn off tanks from scratch. Um, it would be really good for New York to get a second tank in an off tank, but, bro, time's running out. Yeah. I mean, they needed to get that. Maybe they already have one. Maybe their six players randomly an off tank. Mm-hmm. But, Possibly. I mean, they've, they just... We don't know. I can't assume anything. I just have to assume that the five players they have is all they have because they just doesn't sound like they have another player. I think legally they're supposed to have another player, but it just doesn't doesn't feel like they do. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna pretend they don't. Um, Kellen is one of the most exciting rookies coming into this year, but I feel like he's been put onto a team that is. I want to say they're built for success, but they're set up for failure. If that yeah. makes sense. One hundred percent. Oh, I, I I hear you. One like easily like kellen along with the rest of this team have like a herculean effort in front of them i think him especially leading leading the boulder carry right you're stepping into a role that is being reworked retooled you have multiple heroes that are new be it doomfist be it orissa be it god knows whatever the hell else they do whatever other changes you know now winston's got like a a zappy little pew pew move Cool. Like, we don't know how those changes are going to affect things. I can't imagine him being like all that tragic on his his typical main tanks. That being said, now you have to pilot the flex tanks. Now you have to worry about whatever Doomfist or Orissa looks like. Like, yeah. I, I I hear what you're saying, and I and I trust and believe in in the confidence that you have in Kellen. But it's it's tough for him to do that alone. That would be, I think, a success as is and then you look at the rest of the team and it feels like everybody also has to do this it's like the dps probably are the safest bets you look at the supports one of them is going to have to play main support i don't think that either of them are bad enough to be like tragic at it just like how i'm judging kellen but there's so much like other heavy lifting that this team has to do and other questions that they have to answer and things that they just have to gamble and las vegas their way out of this i i can't in good faith tell you this team is good What is okay? Now I gotta ask you again. 
I guess. <laughs> like, what is good? What is good? Uh, above middle of the table. Okay. Uh, what is good, baby? Don't, any, uh, anyway. Uh, above middle of the table is good. Yeah. Shit, I'd even, I'd even like to see them consistently middle of the table. I think that would be a fucking success. Have we Steve. all talked about talent? I think we have now. Why don't we talk about, before we get any further, before we get Joe's good or not good rating, why don't we talk about the supports real quick? Mm-hmm. You brought over Gangnam Jim from Florida Mayhem. Got Myung Bong from Boston Uprising. So Myung Bong's finally escaped from Huck. But he's kind of... He's almost stepped out of the fire and out of the frying pan into the fire a little bit here. Um, it's a double flex support line. Now, if this was a double flex support meta, great. Good job. Well done, Kuki. You've nailed it. If there was even one main support on this team, you'd think... Oh yeah, pretty good support line. You have whoever the fuck main support, and then two really good flex supports. Yeah, I like it. It's good. Sounds great. You know, this is a team that probably should like. I think Jexa could have landed on this team. You know, you get Jexa, Myungbong, Gangnam Jin. Sounds like a hey, solid backline. I, I, I go for that. That's yeah, that's two that thumbs up. Things up. Yep, two thumbs up from me. But that's not the case. That's not the world we live in. The world we live in does not have a main support. Now. I know what you're thinking. I think there's some people listening out there like, well, do you need a main support? You know, isn't there all this rumor and talk about double flex support? I'm like, could be, but there also could very easily be a single patch, mm-hmm. one new hero released that completely flips shit over. You know, it only takes such a small detail change for a main support to just come flying through the doors, Reddit Lucio style, and boom, yeah. now somebody's going to have to be your Lucio player. Yep. And you have two flex supports. So that's what I'm saying. When the team has no flexibility, only one patch change can screw them at any point. Any point. So I'm worried. I, I think the, uh, sadly, I think the supports are the, uh, the weakest part of the roster. Yeah. And, you know, and it sucks too, man. Like, how is this the all we're getting? <laughs> the sixth man better be good. I'll tell you that much right now um come power rankings if the six man is some goofy troll signing then i i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get the pitchforks out and forget about the six man right now i'm sorry because we'll assume it because because it is a troll signing so just work with what you got in the five work with the five you got joe it can't be good bro it can't the five you got it can't i'm so it tilts me to no end that like it feels so new york right now feels like i got half my amazon package in the mail and they just left the rest of it at the warehouse mm. like where are my where are my boxer briefs bro i had a couple books like uh, one tank two dps sick bro i hope you i hope you roll snake eyes like it, it would be tragic to have these these caliber of players which you, one's um, good what did Go you ahead. guys think about Lastro and Iris? I wasn't here for that. Uh, I thought they were alright. I think they're pretty good. Like, I think you did? Uh, Harsha had, like, some positive things to say when it came to, like, flex supports, like, transitioning well. And I, I tend to agree. Um, I don't think it's going to be, like, that crazy to have somebody like maybe Yunbong be able to play, like, a Lucio to a decent degree. 100%. Like, yeah, probably. My issue for New York is that it they, like, 
the whole roster feels like it has to do that. So it's just more ways for them to lose the gamble where it's like, well, can Kellen play Doomfist if he has to? Can he play Arista if he has to? Can he play the Diva if he has to? Can he play Sigma? Like, what about the DPS? Like, is Flora actually this cracked fucking, you know, prospect that we just really didn't get to see last year? Is Yaki going to continue to be good? I think that's a safe bet. But everything feels like it's just super questionable because they don't have any redundancy. It is like as lean as it gets without like breaking any rules. And I'm cool with being lean and mean, but this is just like, bro, do you need like a protein shake? This is rough. Yes, good. Your thoughts on the, just, we'll just focus on supports for now. Mainly. Mm. So, I mean, Gangnam Jin and Myeongdong sort of feel like, have they are suffering from the same disease last season? Yeah, right. Like uh, we're in a not that good team. Probably a pretty good player, especially the season before they were considered a good player. And now you, we're kind of in this limbo state where we're like, are they still good? Can they still do it? You know, one of them will have to yeah. pick up Lucio. Not sure who mm -hmm. would do that. I think they have something to prove especially Myambong for him it's true I think more so than Gangnamjin maybe sure um, because Gangnamjin did have that success with Florida for a while while Myambong really never had it with Boston I would say mm. um, but yeah it's like it's a weird combination I would have definitely liked it more if they had uh, gotten someone in from the back line um like a main support or something, I would feel much more confident. Um, it, this team is also once again weird to me because, okay, you, you so you keep Flora, right? Yeah. And then, like Gangnam Jin and Myeongbong probably weren't too expensive for you to get. Probably not. But you probably had a lot of competition on Kellen and Yaki. So what did you tell these guys? Right, like, are you paying them top dollar? Or, like, is there maybe, like, a, a way you could have used your resources in a way that now leaves you with more than five players, right? Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure. Like, it's not a team that has che cheaped out, right? Like, we still have some pretty good pieces here. Mm -hmm. Um. But... I'm very concerned for their season, man. Like, once again, I think they'll just be super streaky. I generally, I think I I kind of agree. I think we are sort of overestimating how how hard it is going to be to play a feasible Lucio. Problem is, to play a stellar Lucio, it's like... Yeah, that's Now okay. there's like two people in the Overwatch League that have ever done that, right? Yeah. 100%. Um. So we'll see how important that will be. You know, to be the mechanical Lucia player, to be the, the guy that knows the ins and outs, like the timings, the be able to track while yeah. water riding, like just be the funny Astro or Lee gone, right? Mm -hmm. um, but maybe it's fine to just like speed boost your team into a ball and then like at the end who stands is, it's fine, right? Like Yaki is going to handle this. Um, so I think this is entirely meta dependent. I think... Do, do, do you want me to, like, outline a range? 
we'll get there. Okay. All right, let's outline the range. Uh, have I talked about sports yet? I think I did. Um, so yeah, let's 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 talk about where the kind of macro of this team a little bit more now after discussing their team a little bit. Um, I think we've outlined a lot of their weaknesses. It's crazy because their their strengths are wild. So if you get the perfect meta, let's talk about what the perfect meta looks like for a team like this. Perfect meta is Yaki probably gets to play Tracer. Florida gets to play like an Ash or a Hit Scan. Mm. Um, Winston is amazing. Kellen gets to play his best hero on the Winston, and it's a double flexible meta. You get to play Zen Anna or something stupid like that, right? Yeah. And then that's you. If you if that is the meta, then NYXL is by far one of the best teams in that meta that you can you can find. Just simply one of the best. They're they're incredible at that meta. Now, if you don't play that, if you if that's not the meta, then uh oh, <laughs> whoops, it's, it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be really bad. Well, I don't know. It's going to be really bad. It's just going to be extremely difficult because now a bunch of players are going to have to pivot into things they're not comfortable in, and you're going to have to hope that these players are flexible as shit. Mm. But problem is, I've never seen it. I've never seen these players flex into the roles they're going to have to flex into. Mm. Now, strangely, I'm actually more confident in players like Kellen to do that because I think, well, he's just going to have to. I mean... Maybe I shouldn't be, but every tank's going to have to just do that. So at, at least in my defense of Kellen, mm-hmm. it would be that well, if Kellen's going to have to flex into tanks he's not familiar with, so so does everyone else. So, so is Piggy. Least, like, so at so... least like, well, not even the solo tanks, just all tanks. At yeah. least like every other tank is in the, his, in the same situation he is. Mm-hmm. Right? Whereas the support situation, it's like that was totally avoidable. Yep. I don't know. In some ways, NYXL is not that far off from having similar issues as Houston. Just that Houston has, is it one more DPS? Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I wasn't here to talk about Houston, but you know, I've only got, I would only have Houston a little bit higher than NYXL, but not even by that much. And that's hmm. the one extra DPS does help a lot. Don't yes. get me wrong. Yeah. Um, And I think. You know, I probably rate off tanks a little bit higher than main tanks if we're going to talk about solo tanking. Mm-hmm. That's meta dependent as well, but like, just generally speaking. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I got to put them one below Houston, wherever Houston is. I, I wasn't here to talk about Houston, but for me, New York is probably a team that I think is most likely middle of the pack. Um, I mean, they could fall very low if, if things just really don't go well for them. But it would require teams like the Vancouver's and the Paris's of the world to really step up big time, maybe even Mayhem. So I'm going to say for me, New York are anywhere between five and eight. NNA? Five, six, seven, eight. That's right. a four in NA. That's a four-team range. So five, six, seven, or eight. Because they could land on a great meta and they could be top four. Or they could just be, you know, bottom half of NA because mm-hmm. they get fucked by this meta and they have their flexibility is not great. But player quality wise, maybe they still just like gatekeep worse teams because they simply have better players. I mean, I can see that. Yeah, I don't hate that. I think like best case, like you just like rolled the nuts at the craps table. Yeah, I can see them challenging Houston probably. Um do I think that's like feasible for the entire season? Probably not. I think they could probably reach 5th 
And then it's like a big swing down to like eight, nine, probably somewhere in there for me. Um, another thing to kind of, or I'm actually kind of interested in hear you guys mull over this, but I think a team like New York probably doesn't do fantastic when it comes to like international competition because of like the meta diversity that like the other region is going to bring. And you just don't have the flexibility to kind of like match that or be able to like adapt to it. So it feels like another like Dallas justice situation where they're going to run like, or maybe even a little Atlanta in some ways where they run kind of like what they know. And like, if it works, then it works and we rolled the dice and it, it just, you know, poggers, but like, there's not going to be a ton of like, agility from this team in terms of strategy or strategic depth it feels like is that weird to say no that makes perfect sense like i think once again like that i feel like that it's a role you you almost have to ascribe a pretty big range to them because of that depending yeah. on how long mm -hmm. like the meta that they're good at lasts um i think they probably won't be as underwhelming as they were last season i think they're very clearly going to... Hmm. I think they're stronger than Boston in my eyes. Um, but maybe <sighs> not by much? I don't think by much. I think they have to do some, like, serious work in whatever metas that, like, are going to be, like, ex like excellent for them because I think Boston's, like, going to be the more consistent team over the season. Like, you're almost guaranteed for New York to just, like, bottom out a stage and just, like, be pretty bad yeah now i'm whereas boston probably can battle i think i'm being pretty hypocritical in terms of like evaluating the entire situation because i had houston pretty high last episode um for some reason i'm i'm i can't go this hard for nyxl i think my range would also um reasonable range is probably six to nine, yeah. They are definitely six. like six to nine. They're like in that justice range. Justice, Toronto, definitely stronger than Toronto though. Um, yep. Like Boston is in there. I think you could talk about Mayhem being in there, Eternal being in there. Hmm? That's sort of like, yeah. Agreed. And I think like for Houston in particular, like I don't think that fifth seed is like guaranteed by any means for a lot of the same reasons we talk about in Excel. Like there are some questions there. Granted, they have a coaching staff that I trust way more than I do for NYXL, if I'm going to be completely honest. And I do like the depth at their DPS yeah. and some of their like, I don't think they're too far off caliber wise. I like Pelican Merit quite a bit. I think Dante is quite good, to be completely honest with you. Mm. Um yeah, I, I like their flexibility, even just if it's just a little bit more, um, because a lot of like the rest of it, it's like solo tank. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the same questions. Solo, you know, not solo, but like double flex support. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Like same same kind of questions. What edges it out for me is is the little bit more flexibility at DPS, um, because I think like peak meta against peak meta, New York, Houston, I think they can battle. Who's going to be more consistent over the season? It feels like Houston. And, well, why? Just because the one extra player? One extra player, and I I rate Junk Puck's coaching staff way higher than I do New York's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Like, you can only do so much coaching when your 
toolkit is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, how much coaching can you do to get Lastro or Iris or Lucio or Gangnam Jim and Myungwon or Lucio when they don't have one? There's only so much coaching. I mean, the, the, the solution is you just get a Lucio player. You just get a main simple player. Because, like, trying to coach that into a player that doesn't have it when you have to go up against players who do have it. Like funny, oh, like it. funny Astro, who's like, yeah, it's not, and not just him. You, you have some god tier main supports who can play some crazy shit at a high level in this league, mm-hmm. you know, and that applies to every role, just by the way. But you are never, ever competing against a caliber of player like a funny Astro or a Lee J gone, you know. Yep. Um, if you're if you're forcing a flex sport to swap onto this hero that they don't play. Mm-hmm. It will take them so long to get there if they can even get there at all. So, yeah, I mean, I don't even know if coaching can help you there. It can help you in some ways, but pretty limited. Uh, Roll swaps don't always work. I mean, there's a reason they don't often work. Mm -hmm. Just because the skill set and how much time you have to put in to master something is completely different. It's just, you know, it's it can be insurmountable. I don't even know how many effective support role swaps we've seen. Not many. Like, I mean, I've I've spoken plenty to Custer about this, who went through the same role swap from flexible to main support, mm-hmm. and he's, in, in his own words, and he said this publicly as well on his own streams, it's like, when you go from flexible to main support, it's not like, oh, I'm just playing Lucio now, lol. You're playing Lucio against people mm-hmm. that are like, unbelievably good at Lucio and you're some Zen player coming through or you have to learn from scratch. Mm. It's not easy. You, it's, it's, you, it's, you cannot compare. It is fucking hard. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's that. I don't know. I, I'm only willing to put them like one below Houston. Yep. Like, and so what did I say for them? I say fifth. I, fifth yeah. So I would nine, probably, eight. I would probably have Houston as may, maybe number six right now, which means, on an average day, probably NYXL is seventh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, what is even my top five then? In no particular order, my top five something like Shock, Dallas, Glads, into Atlanta. Fuck, maybe Houston, which means I guess NYXL might be sixth yep. for me at, at, at best. I said fifth best, and that would, that would mean they can maybe beat Houston. Which on paper they could, depending on the meta. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they kind of they, to me Houston NYXL are kind of floating around the same zone. That makes sense. But I think they're both above. Both of those teams are above the Toronto Washington. Oh, easy. What was the other team I said? Toronto Washington. Boston. No, I said Toronto Washington New York as the same tier. Right. Well, let's just put them all the same. I don't know. I'll just I'll just slide them all together. Houston, New York, Toronto, Washington. That's like another four peaks. You know, I have my, I have my top four, middle four, and then five teams at the bottom. I don't know. It's kind of uh, what I'm looking at. I like that. So, so yeah, that's my, any, any final thoughts on New York as we wrap up? No, I certainly hope they have more coming because this team yeah. deserves to be within like a clear oh. top five. I don't think they're too far off from top five. Keep hoping because it's not going to be easy for them to get anybody. Nope. No, I agree. It's not going to be easy for them to get anybody coming. Yeah. Not with their setup. 
Just uh, banking on some some signings they've yet to announce because those those crispy videos are hard to make. Let's just hope them YouTube editors are fast at work. They needed to bring so many more players to the United States. Maybe they get one I mean, of the Boston I'm, tanks. <laughs> yeah, but even then that can mean it's like, what are you going to get? Marvel? You're going to get another main tank? Yeah. You, you, your choice are a Marvel and it's all. Because I assume they don't, they wouldn't want punk because of yeah. the full Korean thing. Yeah, right. You, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get someone. You're not gonna get Piggy. No. I mean, I'd be charitable if even, even giving like putting it's all in this roster. I'm already like, okay, this is better. This is a lot he's safer. Just, no, he's no, it's not. He's just a much worse Kellen. You just got a bench rider for Kellen. Like this is what is what does that do? This doesn't do anything for the team. Oh, I'd I rather just not. I'd rather just not have it sold there, you know. Yeah, he's never just, mind. Never mind. He's just me. the worst Ignore Kellen. Me. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> he does Ignore nothing. So, I don't know why I had it in my head. What, that he was a flex what New York? What New York should have done is kept Kellyos. Yeah, yeah. But didn't keep Kellyos. Agreed. Hundred percent. Unlucky. Yep. He gave Kellyos way to justice, and now justice might beat you. Yep. You yes, know? sir. It's possible. That that could legitimately happen, and then New York would be big sad. Okay, that is uh, so. The conclusion for New York is hey, if the meta works out for you, boom, you have one of the best teams. Mm. But uh, the meta do be fickle, which means more likely than not, meta is not going to work out for you and you are not prepared to play in bad metas. So yeah. you better hope uh, <laughs> you better hope you're lucky at the roulette table is all I'm going to say. That is going to be our team preview for New York Excelsior for the 2022 season. Next up, I'm going to do the final team in uh, all of North America. The only team we haven't done yet is I get my wallpaper out. It is the Paris Eternal. Mm. And their glorious cock logo. Love it. Um... <laughs> I really do. It's got the. I, I think it's my favorite logo in the Overwatch League because it has the infinity symbol. Yeah, it's just a good-looking cock. And um, what they did with the tail, at the end was really cool as well. I don't know. It's just a very creative logo. They nailed it. I think branding-wise, it is. It actually is my favorite logo in the entire league. Yeah, legitimately, okay. it's it's solid um, overall. But what, what, what their logo does well, unfortunately, their team quality... Now, let's actually talk about the team. So, Glister, <laughs> Naga, Dan, Vistola, Dredra, Khan. They bring in back four, five out of... Uh, five out of... How many players they have last season? They bring back five players. Yep. Seven. And Glister comes in as a new... They had seven last... Yeah, okay. So, five out of seven. So, we lost... Who did we lose? We, lo we lost Oni God and... Uh, Suna. Who? Suna. Oh, Suna. Yeah. Lost Onigod and Suna. We got Glister. So J-Mac extends his influence and reach, and he says, Glister, come here, son. And he does. I think Glister had other offers, did he not? Did he have other opportunities? And he, question, he chose yeah. Paris, didn't he? Yeah, I don't know. I think I he chose Paris. I think, I think he could have gone elsewhere, but he chose Paris. So Should say a lot. I think I've I think I've said before, like, you know, what was the joke I said before? Oh yeah, you know, Glister coming over to Paris, like, you know, J Mac better be 
on one knee, offering him in the ring and no prenup for that marriage. Mm. And then Glister's like, all right, baby, I'm coming in. That's that's a good deal. You know, it better be something like that. Like, uh, but Paris, they're ready. They're all in, in they're gonna be all in NA, all on all the team house finally, not on high ping. I mean, this is all plus bonuses for them. Yep. Um, you could say that they have existing synergy to work with. Mm. Now you could also say that is this the team that you want to have kept together based on last year's resolve? And that's like a mixed response. Like it's like, yes and no, because they did well last year based on what mm-hmm. they had, but it's probably not still not a real like super winning roster, but at the same time, that might not be Paris's goal. I think Paris's goal is to have a roster, probably a lower end roster, be as competitive as they can be. And in that regard, they've actually upgraded. So call it a win i'd say so i'd say this is you know a this is a pretty good team joe (laughs) without uh you know getting a uh a vocabulary lesson or some sort of uh you know dictionary thrown out my head um i'll say this i think the paris eternal you know competes with the florida mayhem for a team that's going to you know upset a lot of teams i think coming into this season um i don't think people are like All that, not prepared, I think that's a little too flowery, but I I do think Paris has what it takes to compete. I think they have the flexibility too. They have far fewer questions than many other teams. Uh, It just comes down to caliber. Um, I I look at Glister. I like what I've seen in the past. If he can bring even an iota of that to the table, then that's fantastic for Paris. I think Naga had a breakout season last year. Uh, It's kind of criminal that not enough people are talking about him um i look at the tank line i think it's fine enough it removes any kind of like giant glaring questions same thing with the supports uh i i think the support line's probably second maybe 1a 1b for like the best lineup that paris has like i pretty high on paris it just comes down to like widening out that scope and do they have enough to compete with everybody else that has leveled up um, when it comes to like consistency or like viability across the season as a whole, I, mm. I see a lot of things that I like. There's there's fewer questions than a team like Houston, a team like New York, a team like Toronto. You know, there there are fewer questions. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, caliber that that that's where the skill kind mm. of comes in, and yeah. uh, it's it's. And we'll get to we'll get to caliber in a second. Just yes. get your first impression. Um, I, I, again, like. <sighs> I, I gotta say, like, if you're in a position where you can only, like, you gotta sign six players. If you're, if you gotta double up, then I like the solution to uh, do it on uh, the tank position. Um, I think, yeah, generally, here's the one thing I will say: slightly upgrading in the Overwatch League probably means you're staying about same, right? Because everyone, like, the tide is constantly Are moving you? up. Like no team really got worse. Everyone got better, right? Well, can you stay the same if if well they but they're only doing a marginal increase. Other teams are doing more than marginal increases. Yeah. You just look at Vancouver. So can yeah. you stay the same when you yeah maybe have Vancouver coming up? Yeah, maybe they are example relatively maybe slightly weaker. But I mean, we'll see how this develops over the season. Um... I think they are once again in a similar position. I I would s- think they are once again like probably going to be in the same position 
of like striking upwards, um, turning some heads with some upset victories, but probably ab around the 0.5 uh, win rate mark, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that'd that be a, that'd be a W for them. Yeah, that'd I, be good news for them. I don't think there's ever a, a situation where they are once again or like in contestion for the lowest uh, spots based on what we've seen last year. I think I trust J-Mac to be very strong strategically coming into the next year and therefore like giving them a kind of like a sufficient, you know, um, strategical baseline in order to function. I hope Glister, like this is the one question mark based on the language, but then again, like Glister seems to be able to integrate well. I think I hope he he gets to perform and gets to be like this kind type of uh, player that actually has hard carry performances. I think Naga is a fine flex DPS, um, and then Khan. I mean, really strong flex support, right? Like overall, is this just a mm -hmm. good team? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think uh, if I can choose. I, I kind of want at least one more DPS player on this team. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I... Um, I'm debating whether I'd want one more DPS or one more support. Maybe DPS as well, just because of uh, DPS being more of a role that demands flexibility than other roles in the past, but we'll get to the specifics in a second. My first impression is that um, I think they've done a very minor upgrade, which I hope turns out well. I actually can't remember if Glista played a lot of Tracer, and I can't remember if Glista has one of the better Tracers or not, because that, that could be a downgrade, because Only God did have a pretty good Tracer, actually. Mm. Okay. Um, and if Glista doesn't bring that to the table, that might be an issue. So let's talk about the DPA. Actually, do I have any final thoughts on that, my first impression? I think the first impression is that I don't think this team moves too far from where they were last year, needle-wise. I think it's it's very similar to their last year's placement, with maybe some difficulties. And unfortunately, I think if there's any direction they move in, it might be slightly lower than last year, mm -hmm. uh, unless they overperform again. But then again, last year's overperformance, I think, had a lot to do with strength of schedule, which is kind of out of the question this year, because everyone has the same strength of schedule. Now, not in terms of direct qualification for certain events, but in terms of your overall 24 games, right? 24 games in North America, you play each team twice. You, you will not have a situation where you just get to bully the quote-unquote bottom teams. And also, the bottom teams, quote-unquote, this year are not just bottom-feeder teams that are going to go winless. Like, London and Vancouver are going to take games. They, they're going to be competitive teams. At a minimum, they're going to be maybe look. They could even still come twelfth and thirteenth, but they will be teams that will challenge you. They're not just going to roll over. So, mm -hmm. Paris is not going to get any of those easy games, quote unquote, to, to just farm for free Ws to get that zero point yeah. five record. Right, that zero point five. I mean, I think that would be an achievement for them if they reach that zero point five again. So that's my first kind of impression on this team. Um. Yeah, let's just go down the list. Let's go DPS first. So Glist is obviously the talk, the talk of the town for the Paris Eternal. Pretty high uh, profile pickup. Again, 
If you're a Paris fan, you can thank J-Mac for that one. He really flexes friendship powers to, to get Glister over. Um, and beyond that, they've kept Naga, who was actually pretty breakout from last year in terms of we had a, a, a reasonable echo meta. Um, he was one of the only Western DPSs to seriously play fire as well, which the Asian teams abused quite a lot, but the Western teams not quite so much. So Naga and Paris kind of carve their own niches and strength out based on his capability on these projectile heroes, which is pretty good. So if that happens again, it will be good. Now, I still don't know if their highs and their strengths are good enough to get them far enough, because to me, Naga would have to get another Echo meta, right? Surely he'd have to get another Echo or Fire meta. Um, I don't know if there's other picks in there that he's going to be bringing to the table that are going to be good enough to compete, because you are going to have to go up against some nutty players, even in the middle of the table, you know. Consider that I've got... I may be wrong. Sorry, Houston fans, but I have to say it. Mm. I have Houston in the middle of the pack. You got fucking Pelican on that team. True. I have yeah. New York in the middle of the pack. You got fucking Yaki on that team. So if Paris want to be fighting for middle of the table, which I think would be a W for that team. I think Paris should be happy. They'd be pleased to be middle of the table. You have to go up against some really good players in the middle of the table when you talk about names like Pelican and Yaki, right? Those are now guys on middle of the table teams. So Naga, good luck. Uh, Glister, ideally should be able to compete on that level. But I still don't know... Just looking at his hero pool here. I genuinely can't remember any of his tracer performances. And I don't know if that should worry me or not. No, I think it does, if I'm gonna be completely honest. Um his, his Sombra was good. I think his Sombra last year was really good, but I just yeah. I can't even remember any games of him playing Tracer. That's probably on me. I'll, I'll admit it. You know, that's a lapse in my memory. I uh, must have just gone into my memory black hole. I'm sorry, but I just it's just it's not there. I mean, even even branching from that, like when you look at like the the typical like traditional DPS lineups throughout Overwatch history, there are some that are going to require like a tracer and a hit scan. Your tracer player is Glister, more than likely. Naga thrives on those like hardcore projectile heroes, like you said, Echo, the Faras, like is where's this hit scan coming in or is naga going to be playing a tracer against somebody like sparkle or striker that's that's the concern yeah boston They're, could be a middle of the pack team yeah. boston's going to be a rival team for paris this year and they mm -hmm. got fucking striker on that team it's scary yep. yes sir it's it's not it's not clear it's not a clear cut like punch above their weight team. It does feel a little meta dependent. Like they I think they have some like decent ceilings, like much in the same way that a New York or maybe even a Houston, um, given a like a perfect meta, um, can do some big things. And I do think Paris can do some big things. Uh, but uh things would look a whole lot cleaner if there was like a, a second like DPS to round out this team. I think they would genuinely like be a confident middle of the pack play something right now outside of that as we look at it right now glister nagathon vistola dridro khan it's tough and i think a lot of that comes from the dps yes go 
You like a bit of glister, I know. I like a bit of... Yeah. There is something to be said about p players that you think are just going to be like transformational talents and then them never really arriving there. And like when when Krusty picked up Glister, I was like, this is it, bro. This is this now it's like and he wasn't bad. He still had a good season. He just didn't have a lip season, you know? He didn't have a flatter, he didn't have a leaf season. And of course he doesn't To be need... fair, those are those are pretty hard to have. Yeah. But I, I I thought like when I saw him in contenders, I legitimately thought he could have that. I think he's a true hyperflex uh, at heart. So I don't I don't fear that this is going to be an issue in, from that regard. In, like if they have to play double projectile, I don't think that's a problem for Glister. Um, but yeah, it's it is going to be. It <sighs> the problem is like at best. He's just going to have a very good performance on an underdog team. But, like, I don't know. Like, in my heart, I still feel like Glister should be the guy hosting the trophy with an MVP nomination, at least to his name, right? And that his career never went that way is is sort of, like, Do sad. Do you think he's got the Yaki-esque, put the team in the backpack carry kind of level I mean, because he, yeah. on a team like Paris he might end up having to be that guy but can he be that guy mm, no I don't think he can anymore yeah I don't think so either just to be clear I think just scary right I think he's very smart as a player he's not beast he's not someone that just goes okay I just refuse to use here like He's not. I don't know where it ha when and where it happened. His mechanics used to be otherworldly. His reaction time was nuts. You know what it is? I think it's harder to be that one v eleven. Well, now it's going to be one v nine. I think it's harder to be that one v nine player on a hit scan roll than it is on unless you're Arns in twenty twenty. Yeah. Than it is on a flex DPS mm. roll. That's why when you think about these insane like one v nine performances, it's usually like the Yaki leave kind of guys who are on flex DPS on a tracer, most likely who pull out these performances or proper in, in certain cases as well. Not that proper's had too many weak uh, supporting cast members, but you know, just saying he, he's the kind of player that can pull out the one V nines. Yeah. Um, I think Glister being on a hit scan and also not being, I mean, yeah, we're, we are in a game that is just stacked with so many good hit scans. It's just like, yeah. if you were to rate Glister, on a hit scan one through to twenty or maybe even more, bro. I don't even think he hits the top ten. No, you know what I mean. And that's why it's just like stuff. Yeah, I, I don't see it. You're an you're an upgrade on Only God hypothetically, but not enough to push Paris even to the mid table. This is a team that's trying to break the mid table, and I don't even know if they can off a Glister. But he's the one that most likely can and, and is going to give them the power to do so. But it's looking rough. Yeah. And now this is where I, I buy into the notion of getting a third DPS more and more because I'm like, fuck, maybe they do need a third DPS. No, just just enough think... to smooth it out. 
I don't think Paris will, will get the go there. I, I think Paris are done. I think they're not going to buy another player. Yeah, yeah, I think I their budget, the budget limits them to only having six. And if you're only going to have six, I think you need two tanks, understandably. Mm-hmm. I would I would also bank on two tanks and not any uh, anything else. If I, if I was only allowed six players, I'd get two tanks. So I get it. I do get it. Um, are we ready to talk about tanks? I think we are. Yep. Dan Vastola. Now, to be clear, the off-season strategy for the Paris Eternal was that they were actually in the market for another off-tank. We are aware publicly that Poco was given an offer. Mm. I believe it was a minimum offer. So he, was, he got the 50k, declined it, went to London, rejoined Christopher. So there was a world that maybe Poker could have been on this team. Poker didn't join, Vistola gets to join, gets to rejoin instead, yeah. be reunited with Dan. Now, Vistola originally replaced Elevote on this team last year, but I think he uh, ended up being yeah, right. good enough that he, he was kind of like an, he was almost an upgrade on yeah. Elevote in some ways. Um, and Dan was one of the few tanks in, in the Western region that actually brought out a ball, looked reasonable yeah. on it. Very flexible, um, weirdly enough. And, you know, Paris was almost like a scuffed Chengdu because they could play the fire, they could play the ball. Yep. Yeah, but um, obviously the, the skill gap there is maybe a little bit much, but mm. um, yeah, they had the capability, they had some extra flexibility that the rest of NA did not have. But are Dan and Vostola enough to push them to the mid-table? Joe? The more I think about it, the more it is more difficult in the like the that mid table talk for a lot of these teams is going to be like a dogfight. Like we are arguing like minor like quibbles here, quibbles there. Like we still don't even know what game we're playing, if I'm to be completely honest. Like hopefully Overwatch 2. Hope ideally it's not snake, right? Like I look mm-hmm, at Don mm-hmm. Vestola and I'm like, yes, you should be able to cover all your bases. This should be fine. Again, it comes down to caliber. Like, are you going to compete with, you know, Piggy on his best hero or or Kellen on his best hero? <laughs> Probably not. Let's be honest. Is that something we can count on all season? It kind of depends. It's like if if New York and Houston are teams that like need big metas to like peak. Paris just needs to like, <laughs> just be f- like fine. Like they're they're rolling for metas that like they need to avoid, if that makes sense. Like they're just like gonna be like the fine. They almost feel in a way like a worse Boston where they like they should be all right for the most part. They have some holes one hundred percent when it comes to DPS. Like there are just certain like DPS meta games that they're just gonna be a little tragic on. If I'm gonna be completely honest, um. And some that they should be good, but like for the most part, like it feels like a safe team. I just don't see them like leaping off the page. And if the like, if there is a way for them to, it might just be that Don gets to like flex his his tank pool around and do some weird stuff. Um, and they kind of did that last year, but it also I think was a slight detriment because they never really looked good on any one thing. They could just like play the field and be okay at it. Um, and it kind of comes down to like, can their peers do that? It depends. It's in a weird way. They are kind of meta dependent. They're kind of meta dependent on everybody else, like shitting the bed and them kind of like being the last man of the battle royale playing rat 
you know, PUBG off in a bush somewhere with their level three helmet, their level three backpack and their meds, you know, sitting in the zone, right? Like it feels like Paris has to outlast the rest of these teams that are going to be spiky. Okay. Does that come from the tanks though? I don't know. It's tough. He's here. Same, same to you then. Are Dan and Vistola enough to push Paris into the mid table? It's hard, man. Um, it's a loaded question because I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be below mid table. So I've loaded that a little bit. I apologize. Right. You can, you, you feel free to unload that if you'd like. I'll just put that out there for you. But do what you want with that. I think like. Mm, lower mid tier table, I feel pretty good about. Um, maybe eighth. I don't. Oh, we're not getting to rankings yet. I just we just want to talk about the tanks for now. Okay, in terms of tanks, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be hard, for sure. I think um, the fact that they do have two is kind of nice. Um, it will really, it will really depend on the type of meta that you have to run. Because, like, if there's frequent switches between, like, off and main tanks based on, um, like, on a singular map, then I don't yeah. trust either player to be capable of doing that uh, to the level that someone hmm. like Kellen would be, right? Sure. Um, just by the nature of their skill level, or Kalush, or... You know, like, even if we go outside the rookie sphere, like, Hawk is more capable of that. And, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a little concerned there, but maybe not overly so. I think they, they have some advantage over direct competitors for the likely slots they're uh, going to come up at with. Namely, that they do have two tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like... I mean, if you had to del- or outline like where which line is the weakness in this team, then you would have to say tank, I think. So here's some of their closest rivals. How would you compare Paris to the Boston tank line of Marvel It's All Punk? Or maybe even the Florida tank line of Someone Adam? Those are probably two of Paris's rivals this year. Yep. Where do they where do they land? Do Paris have a weaker tank so, line? So in terms of uprising, I'm I'm a I'm questioning why you would even need a third tank. Well, this is sort of like a weird champ situation where this yeah. makes me skeptical. Well they, well, they have one, so is it better or worse? I don't know. Like, yeah, that, it just happens to be there. So. Yeah, it it could signal that you have some issues filling those gaps, right? But at the same time, it's three tanks. How bad can it be, right? Yeah. Um, well, they've definitely filled it. Yeah, I you. you Mate, if you can't fill the gaps with three tanks, I don't know what the hell's going on. But yeah, that aside, yeah, I you think know, do I'm... you trust the Boston tanks more? Or do you trust the Paris tanks more? About the same, with maybe slight edge to uh, Boston, and then I trust the Mayhem tanks more again than the Paris tanks. Really. Hmm. I feel like I'm a little bit more bullish on Boston. I'm a little bit more questionable when it comes to mayhem, just because like I've only heard good things. I haven't really seen them. So that's my bias, like my ignorance where it's just like, I've heard good things. I 
I trust and believe that. And I've seen Don and Vestola is like, fine. I think he's like going to do his job. I think he'll be all right. I don't like, I can't remember like too many times last season where I was just like, oh my God, Vestola Pog. But like, I can remember times where Don was genuinely pretty good. And I thought like he was like this, like a standout main tank in like the I, bottom half of the league. The reason why I ask is I'm just trying to gauge, you know, is there a, is there a skill gap here? between Paris and the rest of NA. And that could be in any role, but we're just talking about tanks right now. Is, mm. is, there, is there a skill gap problem here? Is, or, or maybe they're fine. But just remember, the goal the goal I'm outlining, and I'm I'm loading this a little bit, I apologize, but a goal that I am outlining is that they are trying to break mid-pack. I don't think it's pack. a problem. No, they're not far behind. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. I think it's got close talk. enough. Let's talk about this, the support. I think, I think I will say the supports are definitely one of the best parts about this roster. And yep. And I, I can I can I say something really hard here? I I think maybe the supports are the best part of the roster. I think so. I think I like Dredro Khan more than Dan Vostola, Naga, and Glister. Yep, legitimately. I think the support line might actually be the best part of our roster. Real mm -hmm. real talk. After that. talking um, through the DPS, yeah, I would agree. Because when I look at this, I'm like more flexible than Iris Lastro. Yep. Khan on his best day could even can definitely compete with those guys too. Yep. Um. I might even I might even like Dredro Khan more than Faith Crimson MCD and there's three of them. Yep. Um I definitely like Dredro Khan more than the Vancouver supports. Even though sure. oh, that's hard because Master's on there. I do like Master a lot. But fuck it. I think Dredro Khan were, were really good last year. Both of them were outstanding. Mm -hmm. Um The problem is is like I was gonna say, like, maybe Glissa doesn't have to be the carry, but then no, he does because you the carry from the support line is still hard to do. Yeah. It is still support at the end of the day. Yeah. So I do think their support line is great. Generally speaking, I think if you're a Paris fan, you can be super proud of Dredra Khan. Really good stuff there. You're hoping for a standard conventional meta main support, flex support. I don't know what Dredra's flex support is like, but mm -hmm. yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on that before we get into the rankings? I think, I think this, this, if like, if we were playing support the game, Right. Like, I think Dredro Khan, like, genuinely, like, punches way above their weight, just like in a vacuum. Like, I think, like, some of those mid pack teams that we're judging, like Boston, like Florida, like, I think Dredro Khan are the favorites in those matchups. For me personally, I think Dredro, throughout his career, has been a playmaker on a role that, like, is difficult to playmake from. Um, has, like, a, a pedigree when it comes to, like, Haha, mercy, I get it. Like, it's a meme. I get it. Reddit all stars. But, um it goes without saying like it's not just the mercy it's the lucio it's the brig like he he can cover all of his bases and then some Khan looked like maybe a rookie of the year candidate early on last year obviously that wasn't the case um yeah i i quite like the support line and like i said like the more that we kind of talk through that dps lineup the more i'm like yeah the support the supports are the 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 beacon here that uh they're kind of gonna be banking on Yeah. Do you want me to range them? Um, oh, you you do whatever you want. How 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 would you like to speak? You talk about Dredra Khan in whatever way you feel best. Uh, I'll give you that. I think just Khan is very good. I'm not sure about Dredro. I think there's something to be said about Dredro, sort of like shape shaping the way this team communicated last season. And like how 
it got much better once he was introduced. Um, yeah, I think that's a really solid backline. Now, let's look at let's look at some. Like, I think that's a better backline than Gangnam Jin and Myeongbong. Yep. I think that's a better backline than Mayhem. Yep. I think that's a better backline than London. Yep. That's a better backline than Vancouver. For the majority of the season, it's probably better than Justice. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Reasonably, right? Uh, am I forgetting any teams? Uh, I'd probably... I'd put them above Boston, personally. Interest? Yeah, maybe. It depends. Like, I, I, like, I'm high on Faith, just like I'm high on Molly, but I don't know. I think uh, the support backline... For Paris, MCD kind of good. It's kind of good, dude. No, MCD kind of good, but Khan also kind of good. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's a little bit closer, but I I personally would put Paris above. Yeah, yeah, I don't hate that. Mm. So yeah, I mean that's by what we just outlined. That's solid mid here in terms of the backline. Yeah, right? easily. That's the one part of the roster I'm I'm confident is mid here. So let's yep. break it down now. Could this team be mid-tier? Do you rate them as mid-tier? What's your range here? I'm, I'll, I'll go first. I think my range for this team is probably around a... <sighs> 8 to 11. I don't see yeah. them being the bottom two. I'm willing to give Paris the benefit of the doubt that they're not going to be the bottom two. Yep. 8 to 11th, but I think they can go as high as 8. Seven's getting tough, because I think you're, you're going to have to start beating... To get to seventh, you have to really get into that kind of NYXL tier. You have to start getting, you know, you have to start moving around in the Toronto NYXL kind of level, and that's going to mm -hmm. be rough, you know. Um, say what you will about Toronto Defy, and like, oh, what's the direction of this team? Bro, they don't need a direction if their play quality is just higher than Paris. Mm. So, and, you know, no amount of, you, you, you can be the, J Matt could be the best coach. But my guy can't make you click heads better yeah. when when dudes on Toronto can just do that. So I don't know. That's all, that's all I'm saying. That's that's my position for Paris right now, which I think is optimistic. Uh, I'm kind of in a similar boat. I think I'm probably around like eight to ten. I think they can like waffle slightly higher, but like if we're doing like season wide, like yeah, they probably so settle around. Eight. So you think there are definitely three teams that they're going to be 100 percent better than? Um, definitely a hundred percent better than London. Uh, I think then it's just this like messy gray area. I think they're it's tough. That's a tough one. I th just feeling wise as it stands right now. Yeah, I'd say eight to ten feels feels good for me. Okay. I, So far, knowing no one willing to go above eight, Yiska, what do you yeah. think? I thought it was would sound funny if I said seven eleven, and I actually believe it. Um, yeah, I don't hate that. I think okay. I, they. You think they maintain seven though? I mean, mm, possible. I think that like. So, I mean, yeah, I, I like. 
I'm getting more and more spicy takes. I think like once we get through uh -oh, the power rankings, uh -oh. we're 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 going to reevaluate some of the top teams. Um, yes, we are. And I think mm, I wouldn't hate. I don't think it's impossible for them to finish higher than Justice, for instance. So, just for context, to get seventh, they have to be better than two out of the three of Toronto, New York, Justice. Two out of the three. They have to be better than them. Yep. To get to seventh. I think that's within the possibility, uh, a range possibility, hence why seventh. Eighth, yes, has a much higher probability of happening. Um... But seventh is definitely possible and, in the striking range. Yeah. And they have to be better than their rivals Boston. Yeah. Um, I think that's possible. which which I would which I would argue outside the support line, Boston on paper probably stronger. Yeah. I don't hear <gasps> that. With more flexibility. Mm. Yeah. So Boston's a tough ask. I think yeah, I look I, at I, and I know Boston have shed the bed before when they True. lost to Vancouver last year. True, but Boston's highs are higher than Paris. Yep. So, mm. yeah, I don't know. I I respect it. Hey, it's a hot take. I respect it. I respect the seven. Mm -hmm. But it would you would need a god season from Paris. I think. I think a seven would be an unreal season from Paris. That that'd be like, bro, give whatever you're paying J Mag, pay him more kind of season you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. holy shit um okay well i think paris have something good to build on mm -hmm. yeah it's a tough ask because they have something good to build on from last year but also i feel like their ceiling is not too high but it is what it is you know paris they want to have a european team uh they're showing a lot of loyalty to a lot of players in one upgraded position they have the capability to impress. I don't think they're going to be a bottom feeder team, thankfully. I think the Paris fans can be comfortable in the fact that they're going to have a team that will take games, have legitimate upset potential yep. that you can't sleep on. You're definitely not winning a title. You'd be very happy to make it into the top eight. Mm -hmm. That's why I said, that's why you've been said eight, because saying eight means there is a world where Paris maybe squeaks into a tournament. Maybe. And yep. you'd be super fucking happy with that. So, 100%. that's Paris Eternal. Hoping for the best. That's all of our NA previews done as well. Episode 224 wrapping up. Thank you so much for staying uh, tuned with us for all these NA previews. Covered 13 damn teams. And now, all we got left is to do, to do the APAC teams. Seven of them. Yes, that'll sir. be fun. And they'll, after that, we'll be looking at power rankings and all the rest. So, plenty to look forward to as we come into the start of the season which will be happening really soon so thank you guys thank you for being part of our episode and we'll see you next time for 225 peace out